comes in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against Him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, Glory in the Cross. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. Galatians 6 and 14. If you're there, say praise the Lord. Lord. In Galatians 6 and 14, let's read it together. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. Again, but God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. Now let me read it back to you. But God forbid that I should glory except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. I want to talk today on the subject glory in the cross. Glory in the cross. In the cross. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Galatia. And out of all of the things that Paul had knowledge of that God had done, he said, I glory in the cross. Paul could have gloried. In the fact that God opened up the Red Sea for the children of Israel when Pharaoh's army was pressing down upon them. But he didn't. He had knowledge of it because Paul had a copy of the Old Testament. Paul could have gloried in Isaiah chapter 6 where Isaiah went into the temple and the Spirit of God moved and the doorpost shouted. But he didn't. Paul could very well have gloried in the fact that God, through his sustaining grace, kept Daniel in the den of lions all night long because he had a copy of it, but he didn't. He could have gloried that God sustained the three Hebrew boys in the burning fiery furnace when they were thrown in there and the fourth man appeared, but he didn't. 
Paul could have very well glory have gloried in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. That was awesome all by itself. But he didn't. He could have gloried in the fact that Jesus raised so many people up from the dead. I mean, the man had a choice as to what he wanted to glory in. You understand. But, but, but he didn't. And all of these things were true. But when Paul took a retrospective view of what Jesus had accomplished and why Christ came, he deduced it down to this one thing. He said, I glory in the cross. Now, to glory means to boast in. It, it, it means to, to, to exert one's opinion relative to. It means to hold in high regard and esteem and to talk about on a continual basis in understanding what you're saying. Paul says, I glory. He said, now, but God forbid, perish the thought that I should glory in anything except the cross of Christ. Now, let me ask you something today. Where is your glory and what are you glorying in? Huh? Paul knew well what the cross of Christ meant. Now, I need to tell you right quick that the cross ain't a religious piece of artifact, jewelry that is worn in your ears, ladies, around your neck, brethren, or that adorn the lapel on your three-piece suit. That ain't the cross. And you see, the body of Christ needs to understand today what the cross encompasses and actually what the cross is. The cross contradicts this world system. Everything the world is for, the cross is against. Paul says, I'm sold out to hold out. I'm going with Jesus. I glory in the cross. Paul knew the importance of what Christ had come to accomplish. Do you? Paul was so sold out to it until not only was his life transformed as a result of the cross of Christ, but the man himself became a new creature and he knew the way that he used to be. So he said, now I glory in the cross. Paul said, now I thank God I ain't what I used to be, but I'm, I, I magnify God because now I look at the possibilities of what I can become now that I have Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Paul said, now I glory. He said, now, every time I think about it, I get excited because I understand the import of the cross. He said, God forbid that I should glory except anything in anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the cross speaks of the price and the cost of redemption that God paid to redeem us. When you think about how much God genuinely loves you, period. And how before the foundation of the world was laid, he so ordained that his son would come and die in your place. Paul says, now I glory in that. Hallelujah. Paul said, now I didn't think too much about myself. He said, now I was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. I, I had everything going for me. Of the tribe of Benjamin, I was, I was freeborn. 
We say, I, I can't glory in that. And say, all of my education, all of my affiliations, I count those things but dung, cow patty, refuse, that I may gain Christ. Paul spoke more than 14 different languages. He said, when I put all that up against what Jesus has done for me, I glory in it. Oh, you may be erudite and scholarly today, but I, I want to ask you a question again. What are you glorying in? Oh, there are a lot of people that are emblazoned with the idea that they have so much education, that they have so much money in the bank. These things are fine in their place. But is your heart sold out to lift up Jesus? Is your sole purpose for existing in the earth realm today to lift him up? That others may see that there is a living reality in serving the Lord. Paul says, God forbid, perish the thought that I should glory in anything other than the cross on which my Savior was put to death on my behalf. What love. What love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. A bunch of folk born in sin, dead to the things of God, on our way to hell in a handbasket. But God. Paul says, I glory in that, man. It was a burning hell out there that I couldn't get around. He say, but, but God. He say, now I glory in that. And, and today, you need to glory in that, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Paul says, I glory in that. I glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because he's the Lord of all glory. And he didn't have to come down here and die in my stead. But he did. And Paul says now, I glory in that. See, I know how God feels about me. Paul was saying, it's a lot he's saying. I know how God feels about me as an individual. He put to death his own son because he loved me. Paul says, I glory in the cross of Christ. There are some things that the body of Christ need to become a prize to. Need to really be handling up on. And we're going to look at a few of those things. You should really feel good about it, and you should really stand on it, and you should have a better opinion of God's attitude toward you today. Amen. God is not a big booger man standing around the corner with a big stick to wrap you upside your head and put five hickeys on there because you mess up. God already knows who's going to mess up. God knew that before he ever said, let there be light. But he loves you whether you mess up or do not mess up. The Lord loves you. He's not in agreement with your messing up now. But he has the understanding to separate the sin from the person that he loves. Today you're an object of his love. Paul says, now I glory in that. I glory in that. You know the reason a lot of people can't see the love of God? They're wrapped up in themselves. They're taking inventory of their own shortcomings. Anytime you take inventory of yourself, you're going to come out depressed. Huh? Because Paul said, in my flesh dwelleth what? No good thing. Keep your eyes on Jesus. <laughs> he, makes, he makes life worth living. Paul said, I glory in the cross. We need to understand that we are justified by faith. We're justified by faith. In Galatians 2 and 15. 
Now we need to understand here that the Christian is dead to the law and the sentence that the law required has already through Jesus Christ been executed. Christ on that cross bore our judgment as well as our sins on that cross. So therefore, those of you that have put your trust in Jesus Christ, you have been delivered from the curse and the penalty of the law as well as from the power of sin. Paul says, now I glory in that. Now I know today that there are some modern 1993 piece suit wearing Giorgio Liz Claiborne Christians that desire to put people back up under the law and tell you that you've got to worship God on a certain day. You've got to do this and you better not eat that kind of meat and this and that. Paul says now, I came out from that thing. And I'm justified by faith in Christ Jesus. And if I eat a pork chop, it ain't nobody's business but mine. Huh? And Paul says, I ain't misbehaving. Men ought to worship God every day. You ain't justified by keeping a day or not eating pork chop. You're justified by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in this 15th verse, Galatians 2, we who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I through the law am dead to the law that I might live unto God. To be justified is to be declared righteous. To be declared righteous is to stand in the presence of God as though you've never committed a sin ever. You believer, you are not a bunch of filthy rags. You are the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. Are you listening? Paul says now, we are justified by faith in Jesus Christ. In other words, when one exercises faith in Jesus Christ and receives Jesus Christ as his or her savior, that person is put in the Lamb's book of life, their name is inserted there, and that person is looked upon by God as though they have never ever committed a sin, period. You're justified by faith, apart from the deeds or the workings of the law. If you attempt to keep any part of the law, you make God a liar. As a matter of fact, you do injustice to the cross. 
No, we don't teach that a man should live a lawless lifestyle. God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? We're not advocating loose living here. Neither are we saying that a believer should attempt to keep the law. Because to do so is to make the cross of Christ of no effect. Paul says, I glory in that cross because I understand it. Oh, I had them come to me and say, Fred, boy, boy, let me tell you something. Say, uh, 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 you know, you, you eating this pork meat and everything? Say, boy, you, you, you're going to hell. I say, you don't say. Say, yeah. Say, you can't be eating that stuff. Granted, under the law of Moses, no. But we've been redeemed. If I want to eat the eyeballs out of crocodile, it's my business. <laughs> Paul says we're justified by faith. Now look at Galatians 3 and 11. In Galatians 3 and 11. But that no man, say no man. No that means not a man. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident. For the just shall live by faith. And the law. Boy, this is the clearest declaration you can get. It, it doesn't get. This is 2020 vision. Listen. And the law is not of faith. What is the law of works? Huh? The law is not of faith. Now listen. But the man that doeth them shall live in them. And James said, if you offend in any one point, you're guilty of breaking the whole law. And if you break any part of the law, you got to pay for it. And the wages of sin is death. Don't go back under the law trying to keep uh, uh, the Mosaic system because you're going to be, you're going to turn away from the grace of God. Now follow along. Praise God. Paul says, now, I glory in the cross of Jesus Christ because I understand it. And I understand that no man is justified by the works of the law. No man is justified by the law in the sight of God. Now, what's happening in 1990 is that people are justified in the sight of other people and claim to be keeping the law. Well, you see, people that claim to keep the law, first of all, nobody on the Sabbath day under Moses' law, under Moses' law now, nobody was allowed to go out of their dwelling place. You couldn't even start a fire up. And they sure didn't go to church. Are you listening? Now, I don't have anything against any group because people are going to believe what they want to believe. But don't try to make the Bible say what it's not saying. We're to worship God in spirit and in truth every day. Now listen. Every one of the Ten Commandments is repeated to the body of Christ in the New Testament, except the Sabbath day. The Christians met on the first day of the week. Anyone who 
misplaces or displaces this truth is an error. We have been free. We've been set free. Free at last. Thank God for Jesus. We're free at last. We are the glory in the cross. The cross not only does it renounce the world, it also speaks of the seriousness of our salvation. And it calls us to take up this cross and go forth knowing what the truth is. That men might be turned from darkness to God's marvelous light. Now the Lord knew that there would be some real smart people that would come in the last days because Daniel said by God that in the last days knowledge shall increase. So we know that there are a lot of people, they put man on the moon, they are, they are able to put all this information in a computer chip. We understand how smart man is in his own way. But boy, let me tell you something. God is smarter. God is smarter, y'all. God is so smart. God is so wise. Until Now, now let's zoom in on this cross. Let's, let's see it now in another dimension. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. God is awesome. <laughs> For the lack of a better word. God is super awesome. Magnanimously awesome. In 1 Corinthians 1 and 18, watch what God did. For the preaching of the cross. And here I'm talking about God's wisdom is seen. And Paul saw that wisdom. And he said, I glory in the cross. <laughs> watch this. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us who are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the, is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching, not foolish preaching, but by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Boy, this is awesome. Woo, this is awesome. It's power in the cross of Christ. And it pleased God to save mankind by the foolishness of preaching. It's powerful, y'all. That you can tell somebody about a man who lived almost 2,000 years ago that went to a tree called Calvary and gave up his life and a person said, I believe, come into my heart, Jesus. And instantly that person is transformed. That's powerful. That's powerful. Do you know that your jawbone, let, let, me, let me digress for a moment. Let me talk about your jawbone and your teeth. <laughs> I'm just bringing it like, the, like, the, like God gave it to me. Do you know that when you put food in your mouth to emaciate it, that the hydraulic pressure on your jaws that comes to bear to bring your teeth together, is so much power in that. It's power when you be chewing your food. To grind that food up so fine that you don't choke on it. God has put a hydraulic system in your jawbone. Just to grind your food so fine until you can swallow it. 
It's power right there in your jawbone, y'all. God did that in his wisdom. Then he said, now, I know in the last days that man going to think that he got it all together. So I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to wrap all my wisdom up and put it in a piece of wood. I'm going to wrap my wisdom up and I'm going to hang my son on that cross. I'm going to wrap all my wisdom up and I'm going to get some preachers out there to go and tell people to look at Calvary and live. He said, now, there'll be a lot that won't believe it. But he says, now, that's where I'm going to put my wisdom. That's powerful, y'all. We're living in a day now where men don't believe that Jesus died on Calvary's cross. They think that it's something nice for Easter to go along with the dumb rabbit and the egg. But people need to understand that there is power in the cross. Unto us that are saved, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. There's so much power in that gospel until it brought you out of darkness into God's marvelous and glorious light. It's power in the gospel, y'all. Oh, you know what you used to be. Come on here now. You know where the Lord got you from. Today's message, Glory in the Cross, FC6057, FC6057, is now available on CD for only $5. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885 or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana 71119 or email us at net. Greenwood Acres has a new website. You can go there to get ministry announcements, connect with the ministry, purchase messages and merchandise, and so much more. It can be found at gwafgbc.org. That's gwafgbc.org. We also have a new Know Your Bible video on demand page. You can access it from the website's main page. Just click on the Know Your Bible on demand link. We trust that it will be a blessing to you. Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... Wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. 
I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.